Welcome to this week's episode of FTR's Weekly Trucking Update Podcast, hosted by Avery Weiss. Join Avery each week as he dissects everything from market trends to economic indicators to explore how these factors are shaping the trucking landscape. Download the graphics package at ftrintel.com slash podcasts. And feel free to use those slides as you defend your transportation thought leadership within your own company. So, buckle up as we embark on a journey through the dynamic and ever-changing world of trucking. And now, here's your host, Avery Weiss. Welcome to FTR's Weekly Trucking Market Update. I'm Avery Weiss, Vice President of Trucking. This is episode 251 for the week of February 12th, 2024. Before we start, a reminder you can download a PDF with graphics related to this discussion at www.ftrintel.com podcast. Before we get into the data this week, I wanted to point out that the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration has taken a position against predatory towing fees uh, assessed against trucking operations. The agency weighed in on a Federal Trade Commission proposed rule banning what is called junk fees. In announcing the comments in the FTC proceeding, DOT Secretary Pete Buttigieg noted that, quote, when a truck driver's vehicle is towed, they can't earn a living until they get it back, leaving them vulnerable to predatory junk fees from towing companies, end quote. It's notable that FMCSA is weighing in on towing charges, mainly because it's a case where the agency is getting involved in financial issues as opposed to those that are strictly related to safety and compliance. But FMCSA has been doing that more and more by considering broker transparency and considering allowing California and Washington to regulate truck drivers' meal and rest breaks. So basically, uh, sometimes it's to the advantage of the industry, or or at least to the carriers, and sometimes it's not. Okay, we'll begin our look at data this week uh, with the FMCSA Drug and Alcohol Clearinghouse and what it might mean for the driver population. The number of pre-employment queries in the clearinghouse fell sharply in December to its lowest level since December of 2021. Now, as most of you probably know, motor carriers must query the clearinghouse when hiring drivers that are required to hold commercial driver's licenses. Although the clearinghouse is only four years old and was almost immediately disrupted by the pandemic, December appears to be a seasonally weak month for pre-employment queries, which of course is logical given the holidays. Even so, the decline over the past couple of months suggests some weakening of the hiring environment for CDL drivers. The level of pre-employment queries does not equate to the number of drivers employed as carriers must query the clearinghouse when simply replacing departing drivers. However, a lower level of queries would imply a softening of carrier interest in at least maintaining current driver numbers. By the way, as of the end of 2023, nearly 227,000 drivers have been flagged with at least one violation since the clearinghouse launched in January 2020. Of those, more than 158,000 are still barred from driving. Okay, it's a fairly light week on data, but let's get into the most interesting development of the week, and that's diesel prices. As we have discussed, the extended slide in prices appears to be over, as the recent weeks have seen more increases than decreases. 
but those increases have been fairly mild at around three cents a gallon. Then came the latest week. The national average retail price of diesel jumped 21 cents to $4.10.9 a gallon during the week ended February 12th. It's the largest increase we've seen since late July, and it's the first time since late November that the national average price has been above $4 a gallon. Given such a surge in prices nationwide, it's not surprising that they were up in all regions. Price increases ranged from a relatively mild 2.6 cents in New England to more than 30 cents in the Midwest. Aside from New England and the Central Atlantic, where prices were up 4.2 cents, every region saw double-digit gains on average. And while the gains were smaller in New England and the Central Atlantic, it's important to recognize that prices in those markets were already the highest in the nation, except for California, which invariably has the highest price. Now, I'm not saying this will happen, but it's worth noting that following the 22.2 cent increase in July, the national average rose for seven more weeks, and the two weeks immediately following that jump saw double-digit increases. Or, this could be an outlier, and we do see them on occasion. For example, from uh, the record price in June of 2022 through October of that year, diesel prices fell in 14 of 15 weeks. But that one week saw an increase of more than 20 cents a gallon. So why is this happening? Crude prices have moved a little higher in recent days, but presumably not enough to spark such a sharp change. They're still running under $80 a barrel, and in fact, under $77 a barrel. One unusual development is a sharp drop in the production of ultra-low sulfur distillate since the beginning of 2024 primarily in the two most recent weeks. In the latest week for which we have data, production was the lowest since the final week of 2022, but that week was actually an outlier. If we exclude that week, production during the two most recent weeks was the lowest since September of 2021, when, of course, we were still dealing with a lot of the disruption from the pandemic. One reason to think this might be temporary is that the inventories of ultra-low sulfur diesel have increased rather sharply since the beginning of this year, which might have sparked the recent drop in production. Stronger inventories likely were a function of declining sales recently, but consumption has begun to strengthen. So, with strengthening uh, consumption and declining inventories, we presume production will stabilize soon. Of course, the drop in production might not be the underlying cause of the price pressure, so we will be watching this closely over the next few weeks. Okay, let's talk about the truck market for the week uh, ended, uh, truck uh, market for spot freight for the week ended September 9th, which was week six of the year. The total broker posted rate declined three cents after decreasing more than four cents in the prior week. Uh, Rates were about 7% below the same 2022 week and more than 5% below the five-year average. Even with the declines, total rates were less negative year-over-year than they were during any week between August of 2022 and the third week of this year. Let's look at rates by segment. Drive-in rates saw the sharpest drop at just over 10 cents after falling nearly 5 cents during the previous week. Rates were more than 3% below the same week last year, 
and more than 9% below the five-year average. Refrigerated spot rates fell more than $0.08 cents after dropping more than $0.12 cents during the prior week. Rates, which were at their lowest level since mid-December, were about 4% below the same 2023 week and nearly 9% below the five-year average. And flatbed spot rates declined more than $0.02 cents after decreasing $0.3.5 cents in the previous week. Rates had not fallen in consecutive weeks since November, and they were nearly 9% below the same week last year and about 4% below the five-year average. Total load activity declined 3.7% after uh, decreasing nearly 6% during the previous week. Total volume was nearly 13% below the same week last year and about 35% below the five-year average. Dry van loads declined nearly 15% after falling nearly 11% in the prior week. Volume was more than 17% below the same week last year and nearly 38% below the five-year average. Refrigerated loads fell nearly 11%. That was after falling by about the same degree in the previous week. Volume was about 13% below the same week last year and nearly 39% below the five-year average. And flatbed loads rose more than 8% after easing uh, four-tenths of a percent during the week. Uh, Volume was nearly 9% below the same 2023 week and almost 36% below the five-year average for the week. We'll wrap up the weekly data with a quick look at mortgage rates, but the key takeaway here is that there isn't much to talk about. Mortgage rates continue to show uncharacteristic stability with hardly any change over the past eight weeks. The average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage ticked up a hundredth of a point to 6.64% in the latest week, according to Freddie Mac. After falling above, uh, falling from above 7%, mortgage rates have held in a range of 6.6% to 6.67% for eight weeks. Okay, we have uh, just a couple of monthly indicators to discuss this week. We'll start with the wholesale sector. Uh, In December, inventories for merchant wholesalers increased for the first time since November of 2022, but an increase in sales uh, meant that inventories relative to sales were basically unchanged. Wholesale inventories moved up for tenths of percent month over month, seasonally adjusted, after falling by the same degree in November. Although inventories have been flat month over month a couple of times during the period, they had not risen since the six-tenths of a percent increase in November of 2022, which had ended 29 straight months of inventory gains. However, the Census Bureau data is not adjusted for pricing, so a considerable portion of the increases during that period were due to inflation. Sales in the wholesale sector increased uh, seven-tenths of a percent seasonally adjusted after holding holding barely below flat in the previous month. Sales were much stronger a few months ago, but that was almost totally a function of rising fuel prices. In the latest month, however, sales increased despite a 1.8% decrease in petroleum products, which was the second largest category of non-durable wholesale goods in December based on volume. Total wholesale sales were up 1.6% year-over-year in December, while total wholesale inventories were down 2.7%.
Sales of both durable and non-durable goods were up 1.6% year-over-year. Inventories of durable goods were up 1%, while inventories of non-durable goods were down 8.4%. The inventories-to-sales ratio in wholesale held at 1.34 for the second straight month. Inventories relative to sales are generally in line with where they were during 2019. And finally, let's look at international trade in goods. Inflation-adjusted U.S. exports and imports of goods increased month-over-month in December and were up uh, year-over-year. Real exports of goods rose 3.7%. That's the strongest month-over-month gain since July of 2022. Automotive vehicles and parts, as well as, to a much lesser degree, capital goods declined, but all other major commodity categories rose month-over-month. The strongest increase in real exports was in industrial supplies at an 8.7% gain. Real exports of goods were up 3.1% year-over-year. Real imports of goods increased 1.8% month-over-month, led by uh, consumer goods at a 5.5% gain. Imports of vehicles and capital goods declined. Real imports were up 1.3% year-over-year. Okay, let's recap some key takeaways for the week. FMCSA took a stand against predatory towing charges. CDL hiring activity fell to a two-year low in December. Diesel prices surged 21 cents in the latest week. Spot rates continued to decline. Mortgage rates remained fairly steady for the eighth straight week. Wholesale inventories and sales increased in December. And real exports and imports rose in December. Next week's podcast will be a busy one that will look at industrial production and manufacturing output, retail sales, updated inventory data, residential construction, and pricing at the consumer and producer levels. Plus, we'll recap the week in diesel prices and the spot market for truck freight as usual. That's it for FTR's Trucking Market Update, episode 251 for the week of February 12th, 2024. Thanks for listening, stay safe, and we hope you'll join us next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's Trucking Update podcast with Avery Weiss. Be sure to check out FTR's additional complimentary market coverage at ftrintel.com slash state of freight today.